Yo, welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast about street culture, uh, whether that be dancing, roller skating, uh, crump, hip hop, funk styles, whatever's developed me as a person and helped me grow. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown, this ain't a grain of salt Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss Still remain a boss um, Today I got, man, I'm sitting next to a legend Like I just want to say that first and foremost Emmy nominated, world-renowned dancer, choreographer, director, movement artist uh, You might have seen him on Blind Spotting, on Stars, And plenty of other things, the bros John Books. Respect, man. Appreciate you bringing me, man. Thank you for coming, man. Um, I've wanted to sit down with you for a while. I've seen you at Ninja. I've seen you at plenty of events out here. Yeah. And you've inspired me tremendously, dude. I appreciate it, and bro. And the Hive Hustle is specifically about what's inspired me. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, I just to give you a little background, I grew up in Vegas. I was born in Chicago, um, east side of Vegas. I grew mm -hmm. up first heard about popping when I was like 12. Mm -hmm. Watched Breaking, seen Turbo, seen all that, and it yeah. shaped my life immediately. Mm -hmm. That was the first dance style I really fell in love with. Yeah. And then throughout roller skating, throughout stepping for Sigma Beta Club and all of that, I found Crump, obviously. Sick. And as you know, You've watched me dance. Yeah, yeah. My, even my crump style really emulates a lot of popping features. Yeah. So just to give you your gas, man, like you're appreciated in this. Oh, I appreciate it, bro. Thank okay. you, brother. I really appreciate that. And first things first, mm -hmm. like where did it all begin? Mm. Did you? Where did you get introduced to street culture? Obviously, I know you're from Miami, yeah. from Florida. Yeah. But like, was it... Dominoes at the table? Was yeah. it spades? Was it, yeah. you know, where did you really like get involved yeah. with street culture? Well, here's the crazy thing is like, I represent Miami, but I actually was born in Philadelphia. And so I was born in Philadelphia, and my mother, when I was young, um, she used to um, play uh, Michael Jackson's movie Moonwalker. Okay. Right? And it's the one where you turn into the Lamborghini, yep. smooth criminals Ooh, in it, and yeah. all that. And so when I was just four or five years old, my mom had that and she had the making of Thriller. So that was the first time I got introduced, unbeknownst to me, like street dance culture, because Mike had poppers yep, featured yeah. in both of those. Taco was in Smooth mm -hmm. Criminal, and then Sam and a bunch of those other dudes were in Thriller in the graveyard scene yeah, when they're cobraing and all that. And so like Michael was the first, first inspiration. Then I moved to Baltimore, Maryland. And when I moved to Baltimore, Maryland, there were these guys in the neighborhood. I got to shout them out because to some people, no one will care. No mm -hmm. one will know. But like to them, they were like gods to mm -hmm. me. You know, uh, Richie, Raheem, Corey, Bobby Digital. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And those guys were the guys. They were like hood legends. Like when, when we would go to the local talent shows and when they would pop on stage, it was like the crowd would just be. Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. It was just like. And I'm like, I got to learn how to master my body in that way. I, I wanted what they had, mm -hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying? And Corey, because I was, he was fond of me for some reason. He saw I was on my journey. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm only 12 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And so he sees I'm on my journey. And, and he's a high school kid, but my brother is a couple years older than me. So I was kind of going to parties and going yeah. places I really wasn't supposed to be going hey, at 12. <laughs> yeah, but like they saw me popping. 
And he was like, yo, bro, I'm going to give you something because I think you got a lot of potential. So he was teaching me some moves. And then he's like, I'm going to give you this golden tape. And don't lose it because I need it back. I'm like, okay, I got it. And it was a Mr. Wiggles. Ooh, one of those um, DVDs. It was a VHS. Oh, VHS. It was a VHS. Okay. No DVD because this is 2000. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before yeah. DVD, VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2000. So he gave me a VHS. And I ain't going to lie at this time. And he also gave me a VHS of Breaking. Okay. The, the, the movie Breaking. So I watched Breaking. Obviously, I'm obsessed with shrimp, the broom scene. Ooh. I'm like, Shabadoo, rest in peace. One of my one of my OGs, yeah. you know, I, I was everything about breaking. I was obsessed with watched it, when, and that's back on the VCR where you could put oh, yeah. stuff on slow mo. Oh, yeah. So I would like you slow would it down. Yeah, I'd slow it down and be like, thing. "How are they achieving it?" Yeah. yeah, and I'm watching that, and then I watch Wiggles, and I'm kind of like, "All right, like this dude is tight." I'm so dumb, right? I'm thinking he's good, but he keep doing the same thing over and over again. I didn't know that that was just a strict VHS on tutting. So he literally had hours and hours of different burns oh my with tuts. God. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's raw. And then at the end of the VHS, he would have a preview for his other yeah, yeah. Uh, VHS. Uh, and then yeah. that's when I was like, what is happening? He's gliding on his knees. He's, he's, it was just. I remember when I first seen that in the My Way video. So that was a crazy so, thing to me. Yeah, Wiggles. And then at the end, Wiggles is like, y'all want to shout out my teachers, Skeeter Rabbit, yep. Pop and Pete, yep. all these guys. So then I actually, um, this is back when MySpace yeah. just came out. Actually, no, it wasn't MySpace. It was AOL Messenger. It was a yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I aim. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, I somehow was Googling Pete and Skeet and trying to find like contact information for those people and as a 12-year-old kid. And then I found Poppin' Pete's AIM, and I reached out to him, and I was like, yo, man, I'm a huge fan of uh, Wiggles, and he says you're his teacher, and so I know if you're his teacher, then you got to be crazy, and he was fond of me, and he sent me um, a couple free VHS tapes of the Electric Boogaloos as a 12-year-old kid, so now I'm in Baltimore, I got the Baltimore style, which was its own thing, because mm-hmm. Baltimore club music is totally different. It's fast, it's yeah. up tempo. So even B&B. the pop, yeah, even the popping style in Baltimore wasn't what you would see on the West Coast. Yeah. So I was had Mad Hood inspiration from Richie Raheem, Bobby yeah. Digital, Corey, but Corey was that nerd who was trying to find other information. Hence why he had the breaking yeah. tapes. The um, Mr. Wiggles tape. And that kind of started me on my journey and obsession from it. Pete sent me some tapes. He's like, I got a son that's your age named Shoney. And that kind of sent me on a journey. Now, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but to give you a different perspective. Yeah. I grew up with you, Nico, and Shoney at school. Yeah. So thinking you were on the other side of the world mm-hmm. or the other side of the U.S. Yeah. And you were watching, like, videos. Yeah. I'm going to Valley High School, yeah. and I'm watching Unico and Shoney yeah. kill people. Yeah, real time. In, like, real time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just to think of the the, the different narratives and yeah. the way you get inspired. Like, that's like me when I yeah. first seen Todd Eyes and them on, yeah. on Rise. Uh-huh. There was people at Mama Eyes house mm-hmm. during that time living it with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's crazy to think about, man. Like, I love yeah. this dance. I love street culture. Um, now... Obviously, we know Pop and Pete. I yeah, uh, I gotta get. I haven't even got to Miami yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Man. So, so, 
Baltimore was the Hood Legends, Wiggles Tapes. Wiggles Tapes introduced me to Pop and Pete. Pop and Pete, he just, I think he, and we talked to this day, he was like, I just never seen a kid that hungry. Mm-hmm. To you know somebody's aim? Yeah. And that's, that, not, that's like a phone number back then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I found it, and, he, and, and, and I reached out to him. And he, I think he was like, I was fond of you because when I, when you told me your age, I'm like, dang, my son's exactly your age. He's 12 years old, mm-hmm. and so he he didn't even make me pay for the tapes. He gifted them to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because of my hunger, and I would send him tapes of me and my homeboys in Baltimore getting off and be like, you know, what are you know what what Man. what are we doing? How are we doing it? Then, you know, some you know my mom, um, she finally got her life in a better place. Mm-hmm. So uh, I moved, she was living in Miami. And so I moved out with my mom when I was 13 years old to Miami. So when I get to Miami, everything is different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, first of all, it's a melting pot. Haitians, Cubans, Dominicans, Jamaicans. Yeah, it's like Miami's not really like the United States. It's like one giant island of islanders. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, like, the musical inspiration, the dance inspiration, and nobody in Miami was doing electric boogaloo style. Everyone was waving. Everyone was roboting. Everyone was tutting. Um, There was a style in Fort Lauderdale called Cutting Up, which was like this crazy isolated style, City Boying, which is a skating ring dance, but a dance that everyone did in the hood. So Miami opened my brain because I only information I had was Baltimore and Electric Boogaloo style, which was like a West Coast style. Then I'm coming to Miami where the scene is mad bigger because some of the biggest B-boys in the world are from Florida. Skill Methods, uh, Street Masters, um, shout out Deadly Venoms. Um, so all, all these crews were there and that's when I started getting into the, the battle culture. Cause they used to have this big event called Pro-Am in Miami, B-Boy Masters Pro-Am and dudes like Domino would come down, Clown, um, oh my gosh, Zulu Gremlin, mm. um, you know, so, so Miami opened me up to a whole different steez and I ain't gonna lie. When I first started going to the hood parties and skipping school to battle people and stuff, it was kind of like. People wasn't really rocking with my style because it was like, it felt like different and almost like traditional to them. Like, oh, you do that old school kind of boogie, boogie boogie style or whatever. And these dudes had eye candy. You know what I'm saying? It was illusional. It was animated. It was isolated. It was miming. It it was just so um, pleasing to the eye that I was like, I got to learn how to do some of that which I think to this day I credit. The reason why I say I'm from Miami because that's where I became the artist I became. That's when I started battling and really getting into the organized world. That's where a lot of my OGs and mentors are from. And and like also my philosophy on the dance came from Miami. You know what I'm saying? Which if you look at anybody in my squad or in my crew, like we're not like, oh, he does that one thing. Like we wave, we tut, we yeah. animate, we yeah. robot, we boogaloo. We don't yeah. discriminate on any style under the funk style umbrella because we love it all. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life 
celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. And moving to Miami and seeing my discrepancies and what some of these dudes in the hood had that I didn't have made me open my brain to I have to learn that way. And we train that way. The way we train, we would we would train. You got to do three, four rounds of every style. And it's almost like a game. The minute you break out of the style, you're out. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. You know what I mean? That's so, a really crazy way to Because do then you start to see, oh, I can go 10 rounds of waving without repeating but as soon as i get to tutting i keep landing in the same you position where you need to work yeah you start to know oh my body keeps wanting to go here my body keeps wanting to go there and then and then once you start to master a couple of these or get close to a high level of it now shit becomes a playground because now you're like man i can i'm gonna go robot into an animated robot and then i'm gonna wave it and then like you, you now you start to take all these little vocabularies and start to just build whatever your mind can imagine. So sometimes when I look at poppers today and I may be going off on a tangent, it's like, it's a little bit of, I like broaden your horizons. If you just boogaloo or you just robot or you just do that, you're gonna limit yourself. But if you dabble in a little bit of everything, it allows your body to become a playground of vocabulary that you can pull from. And then you can start to create some new ideas, you know, like, cause yeah. the techniques are not new. It's the ideas that yeah. are new. You know it's what I'm the saying? creative side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Wow. Bro, your journey's already crazy. We only like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Whoa, that was a lot. Yeah. I'm appreciative of it, man. Cause I, I specifically do this cause I want to know the person. Yeah. You. Yeah. Like your philosophy, just watching you on Instagram, man, is crazy. Respect. Like now, <clears throat> I don't even have to ask the second question because mm-hmm. you just literally answered one and two. No, my fault, my fault. <laughs> you're good. Hey, but that's good. I'm glad because you're detailed. Yeah, right? man. And you can't find a lot of people like that. Yeah, I just wanted to give my shout outs because Miami is where I represent. Shout out one of my mentors, Reversal. Shout out the Deadly Venoms. Mm-hmm. Shout out Aqua Boogie, Anonymous, Gumby Lock, Boogie Squad, yeah. Misguided Souls, Bliss, Switch, Shade. These are all people who in one shape or another had an effect on my life and an effect on my dance. But I never, sometimes my, my, my Baltimore and Maryland homies are like, bro, we remember when you was popping when you was 11, yeah. 12. And sometimes I don't, the journey for a lot of people start with me starts in Miami, Miami. Yeah, it but it different. really didn't start there. It started in Maryland. So I have yeah. to shout out Bobby Digital, Corey Ruff, Raheem, yeah. Richie. Cause that's those... the same thing with me. A lot of people think my journey started out with for real, yeah. but it didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I always give credit to my homeboy, Akeem and Dominique. Of course. They were in my bedroom with my PS1. Yeah. They put the we battery were, in your back. Literally. Yeah. Like they literally gave me the ability to win. Yeah. And that's what started it. Yeah. That, and me seeing Usher, yeah. it was a game changer. I already know. You don't have to call. That video was insane. That's the move. Yeah, yeah, that was the move. <laughs> now, obviously, fast forwarding to now, yeah. you use a lot of your movement to attack social yeah. like challenges mm-hmm. and you know political issues. I've seen a lot of your videos. Yeah. Um, like, how do you, in your opinion, yeah. the street dance serve like as a medium to create social change? Well... In actuality, you know, um, two, two, that's a two, I have two answers to that question. A lot of the stuff I created was my way of 
screaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You see stuff. You um, It affects you in different ways. Sometimes I even question myself, like, am I starting to get desensitized of seeing certain things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, your brain creates maybe a safety net yeah. of it because it's traumatizing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the guy who's going to go on social media and rant. You're going to utilize it in a great Yeah, way. I wanted to utilize my platform and be like, how can I use this art that's been such a healing modality for me and try to create some things that hopefully can raise awareness, but also to a degree help us heal mm-hmm. in some sort of way. Even though it may not fix it, mm-hmm. it's helping us deal with it in a healthy way, yeah. you know? And so that's kind of how it started. Like, I didn't try to be the guy who makes videos about About social social issues. issues. It just happened happened organically, and that's the stories I wanted to tell. But also, then when I started to look back, my mother, you know, she used to make me watch Schindler's List. Mm. She made me watch Roots. Mm. She made me watch Color Purple. So, like, these are movies I'm watching as an eight, nine-year-old kid. So my mom's a big cinema buff, which is a reason I'm a director and I love film. And I always looked at street dance and go, man... How come we can't have movies that have the same power and substance that a Schindler's List, a Color Purple, or a Roots have? Um, And so I also wanted to be that change to show people your dance videos don't have to be about dance. We can dance. There's no limit to the level of storytelling we can do with this art form. So I'm going to purposely talk about things that are meaningful to me that have nothing to do with dance and tell them through the medium of film and dance. And then that opened up the floodgates for my career in ways that I couldn't imagine. And then I looked back on popping history and boogaloo history, which a lot of people have their own ideologies of when popping started and where and who. But from my knowledge in the root of that tree started in Oakland, California in the Bay, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of those dudes were doing Oakland Boogaloo in the late 60s, early 70s, which is during the Black Panther movement. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know that a lot of the groups, uh, I didn't, and I could be wrong, hopefully I'll check with my OGs out there and they'll double check me on it. I don't know if it was the Resurgence or the Messengers. The Black Messengers are Black Resurgence, but they're a Boogaloo group and they used to draw crowds for Huey Newton to do his speeches. So they would Boogaloo, before he did his draw speech. the crowd and then he would go out there and and do his speeches on black liberation and the black power movement so in actuality i'm just a tradition bearer and carrying the tradition of dance being connected wow. to so social it's, change it's, it's not about whether it can be it's been it's been exactly i'm not gonna cuss i almost cussed <laughs> you know youtube be getting used yeah, 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 yeah. wow man that's crazy man. yeah so it's i had to go on my own journey of like and that's why it's spiritual i'm getting look i'm getting chills yeah me too thinking about like, it. i'm dead serious yeah. yeah it's like is i went on my own journey of oh this is this stuff is just calling to me naturally mm-hmm. oh. oh my mother opened my eyes when I was younger. Oh, let me do a deeper dive into this dance that I love so much. Like, yes, I have my history of the electric boogaloos, but there's other places that have history and that say they date prior to electric boogaloo history. So I was like, I need to dive into that. And as I started doing my research on Granny and the Robotroids, uh, Close Encounters of the Funkiest Kind, Black Messengers, Black Resurgence, Demons of the Mind, you know, I started to learn more about the rich Bay Area history, and I realized the Black Panther Party was located 
in, in the Bay, in Oakland. So a lot of the boogaloo that and look at the names of the groups, Black Resurgence. Just put the you two names it. together, yeah, Black yeah. and what is Resurgence? Yeah. The resurgence, the rise of, mm -hmm. the revival. The black revival. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you have Black Messengers. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's yeah. this, you know, so the groups were actually carrying the message of the liberation through the steps already. That's crazy to think. That's wild. I just did an interview with uh, one of my friends named Deuce, mm -hmm. and he's originally from New York. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, like, how, you know, hip-hop mm -hmm. was birthed there. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And it was birthed. A lot of had to do with social change. 100%. And Black Panthers. 100%. And then you think about it, on that coast, the same thing was happening on the West Coast. On the West Coast, yeah. And we don't, as street culture, a lot of the times, we don't put those two together. Nah. That it was happening both areas. Yeah. It Not like it happened there first or it happened yeah. here first. It was just happening. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody was fed up yeah. with how the world was. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Now... Shifting again. Mm -hmm. I love this question because every time I ask it to artists of your caliber, mm -hmm. I get a I get a crazy good like like I get nuggets. Yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah, question. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Challenges. Yeah. Obviously, mm -hmm. you Cirque du Soleil. Mm -hmm. um, you've done plenty of different things. Mm -hmm. But what a philosophy, um, a nugget mm -hmm. that you can give an artist how to face challenges that they deal with when it comes down to creativity mm -hmm. and pursuing this dance? Ooh. I just, because I like using platforms like this to drop truth and drop gems, I'm going to have two answers to that question. I'm going to first tell some challenges that I deal with yeah, in the space. I, I would love that. And then also... How, what are some nuggets to stay on the on the path of positivity yeah. during those challenges? So what people don't realize is, you know, I've been blessed to be in some spaces that not many uh, street dancers have ever been in. And I'm not I'm not saying that out of arrogance. I'm saying that out That's of facts. it feels like a um, it's an honor. And I and I I, I sometimes carry a weight of the culture on me because I know oh, I'm in the room with this person or I'm in the room with this person or I'm getting an opportunity to pitch an idea or a thing to to a group of people that can really change change things forever. Yeah. So my, my the weight of the culture sometimes is on my back. But I think my biggest challenge is, and I'm just being honest with you, is convincing Hollywood people in the television and um, television film space to actually respect the art form. That's the biggest challenge. It's like you go in these meetings with executives, streamers, all these different things, and none of them are not educated at all on anything we do. So we think because dance has gotten big on social media and TikTok, it's kind of like to some of the people who make film and make television, that's their idea. What people don't understand, man, is film and television, they look down on YouTube. Yeah. Even and like, see how big the YouTube platform yeah. is. They still, till this day, look down yeah. on a YouTube movie or something or Netflix. Yeah. Some people like in actual TV and film, yeah. they still look down on that. It's 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 just one of those things where I'm not saying it's all like that. So what I'm saying is like, don't get me wrong. I've been lucky to open people's minds yeah. and share the passion, and then through my work they mm -hmm. see the possibilities. Yeah. So another yeah. reason why I create what I create and why it has to be cinematic and why it has to feel a certain way is because I'm 
fighting a different battle. It mm -hmm. used to be, oh, I want to beat you and who's better popper and all that ego dick swinging kind of thing that we do. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? But like now I'm like, oh, my battle is is another battle. So that's why a lot of times people ask me, John, why you don't battle? Why you don't do this and that? It's because I feel like I know my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know I've been given this position. So now my goal is to battle the industry to make them see the dance for the beauty it is for the limitless storytelling yeah. that it has. And like, why can't we have Oscar winning movies where street dance is at the forefront? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. When you bring up some of the movies and it's no knock because I've done a few step ups, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it provided jobs and it gave people an opportunity to make money. But like, it's not this, it's not revered the same way yeah. as the revenant. Yeah. It's not Literally. revered the same way as a Spielberg film. Yeah. And so I want to change that. I want to now be like, I want Spielberg, Scorsese level quality with what we do. And let's see what's possible now. And let's change people's perception of what it is. So that's the difficult challenge is like trying to get people to see past TikTok, uh, so you think you can dance, world of dance. And look, I'm going to say this because I'm saying this on this platform. There is no knock to any of those platforms. They have I'm, a reason. Yeah, I'm saying that. But I'm saying that with love. There's, there's more. But there's more. Exactly. exactly. And so, but they only know what they know. I can't blame them. Mm -hmm. All they know is step up. Yeah. All they know is stomp yeah. the yard. All they that's know, all they've had. That's all they've had. Yeah. So when you say, hey, let's try to do something on this vibe, it's like with with that, with that, what? Like, it's almost like it's hard for them to put two and two together. It's hard to comprehend. Yeah, because it's so, it's so, it's so different. Fresh it's so new. fresh and so new. Mm. So that's my biggest challenge is getting people to not, you know, um, the industry can be formulaic. Mm. We're all formulaic, you know, if you really want to be honest. Like Erica Badu said it, you know what I'm saying? 80% of people are sheep. They follow, you know. 10% create the trends that people follow. And then the other 10% are just observers. So meaning, I'll use this as an example, if Kim Kardashian and them do their hair a certain way, you may see millions of other people doing their hair that way, right? They set the trend, everyone follows. You know what I'm saying? And so I think like to a degree, it's just gotten to a space where like everything's become formulaic and it's a little harder for people to want to take risk. You know what I mean? It's easier to say, let's do another show like this because it works. Let's do another movie yeah. like this because it works yeah. instead of saying, Whew, we're going to go out on a limb and try to create something that's never been done with this art form before and, 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 shake, mine. and shake it up. And yeah. yes, this may be risky with ROI, with your return mm -hmm. on investment, yeah. whatever the case may be. But like, I'm in the space of I want to create things that change the culture forever and and like one of my mentors always says is create cultural currency so when i'm like dead and gone i've made things in the world that have helped someone else yeah. or helped another set of people so that's that's my biggest challenge and the way i stay positive about those challenges is also like staying in a place of gratitude you know what i mean like it, as cheesy as that sounds is like Sometimes, like, I'm, I'm a person who's like, go, 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 next hustle, next hustle, next hustle. Like, my wife had to sit me down and say, you got to take in that Emmy nomination, babe. Dude. You got to take that shit Emmy, in. You're Emmy nominated, bro. Yeah, but 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 I'm being honest with you. I'm, people, I'm telling you, people going to think I'm being a, uh, an asshole or I'm being, I promise you, I'm so, like, 
I'm, on to the next. I'm so yeah. like, I want to do the movie. I want to yeah. do the TV show. I, I want to see Street Dance be yeah. boom. Yeah. Like, we're at the Oscars. We're at the Tonys, mm-hmm. which, you know, if people don't know what the Tonys are. The Tonys are like the Oscars for Broadway shows. Yeah. So I'm like, that's where we're at. That's that's where I want to see our art form to where it's, it doesn't, you know, there was an era of Fred Astaire's, Gregory Hines, Gene Kelly's, when there were artists who were at the, the dancers were at the forefront of their artistry. They were superstars. And somehow now we become, we become background. We become background. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? So I'm fighting for that. But I also, you have to, in, you got uh, gratitude you to, is bro, the attitude. <laughs> at Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency, we're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. I'm I'm hearing you yeah. and I'm listening to myself. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. You could ask the dude that's behind the camera, yeah. Gio. You know what I'm saying? Like you could ask him legitimately, like, we got this building in June yeah. and it looks totally different than it did when it and I'm still like, okay, what's next? Yeah. What's next? What's next? And sometimes you just have to bask in the fact that you've accomplished something different. Yeah. yeah. And I applaud you for that, man. Yeah. Like a lot of people cannot go to bed mm. saying that they're Emmy nominated. Yeah. In our dance world. Yeah. yeah. Like, true, bro, true story. So congrats. Thank you, brother. I Real appreciate talk. it. I, and, I, and I'm glad because I need to hear more of that type of shit because sometimes, like like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on a tip where I still feel like I got so much to accomplish. And my wife asked me a question the other day that really challenged me. Okay. And she said, babe, if you didn't reach the level of success that I know your dreams and ambitions are at, would you still be happy? And I was like, Ooh, oh, that's a, oh, that's a question for you. Yeah. But that's why she's my wife. Yeah. She's, she's, she's basically, cause she's like, I love you. And I'm very happy with where we are right now. Like I'm happy. She's content in the present yeah. moment. Yeah. And it almost made me, Ooh, I don't want to tear up, but like, that was crazy that was for good. me. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy for me to that take in because it was because like you're you're striving for more. Yeah, and, yeah. And I feel like in that in itself, yeah. there's a balance in life. Yeah, where we have to be grateful for where we're at. Yeah, but knowing that there's more out there. Hundred percent. If I don't get the more, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, that more isn't idolized. Yeah, but. I'm going after it. I'm going after it. Yeah, I'm and I and I and like I, and it's a balance that we have to fight. But that's what she's trying to help me. She's trying to help me be present, and and mm. and basically that's what helps me deal with the challenges. It's like, man, I, I ain't gonna put business out there. But I had a I had a day yesterday where I was frustrated with a couple things that was happening and some yeah. of the things that I was developing, and she was like, "Babe, but you're developing this, this, like, like think about what you're talking about right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're doing this, 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 yeah. like." You're in a good spot, you know what I'm saying? And so the Just step back. Yeah, the gratitude <laughs> helps me when I look at things I've been able to accomplish, when I look at things that I've been able to do with the art that mm-hmm. some people have never been able to do, it can allow me to kind of have more gratitude. But yeah. I'd be lying to you if I said, you know, I had to be honest with her. I was like, "No, I'm very grateful and I'm content, but 
There's more. Yeah, yeah. I got to get oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get it. <laughs> I'm on the same way. I got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it. Hey, I get it. Yeah. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. previous, you mentioned a crew, Control Freak. Yeah. From my understanding, that's your crew. Yes. Okay. okay. Now, which obviously means you're not just a performer. Mm-hmm. You're not just a director. Mm-hmm. You're not just a choreographer. Mm-hmm. You're also a teacher. Yeah. So what do you find most rewarding about teaching? I don't, I don't call it teaching. I call it mentoring, mentoring yeah. you know? And the reason why I say that is like kid was already amazing. Midas already mm-hmm. amazing. Um, you know, uh, so some of the people in the group, I don't physically teach them. I just it's move. A camaraderie. Yeah. It's a camaraderie. I lead by example. And then if anyone has questions about life, mm-hmm. about business, there. I'm there. So I'm more of that. Now, don't get me wrong. We get in places. We lab together. Yeah. We feed off. If I'm labbing with you, uh, Mafioso, I'm going to learn something. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to see something that you do that I like that you do. And I'm going to be like, how could I apply that mm-hmm. in my way? So it's a it's a revolving door. I'm learning from them, yeah. too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm watching Kid and what he's doing and and taking our techniques and things and our philosophy of how we approach popping and like see where he's going yeah. with it. And it's just like, man, like I'm, I'm trying to keep up with him and Midas. Bro, I told him, I told them at the wedding the other day, I was like, yo, y'all man. like insane. But yeah. I'm trying to keep up with them, dude. Like, and one thing I do want to applaud you on, man, is one thing I do notice about control freaks mm-hmm. is y'all really in 2023, mm-hmm have shown people what a crew can be Mm. from concepts from making sure your family gets booked yeah because i i see it yeah you might do something and then you'll see every person that's around you right right in it yeah and that's so dope to me because that's exactly how i am yeah like i feel like you need to take care of your people that are close to you yeah you know what i'm saying the people that really really grind with you you have Five to ten people that you could really call family, yeah, that you talk to on a daily basis. Facts. Anybody can say that. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the re- there's a reason that T-Mobile had the top five. Mm-hmm. There's a reason MySpace had the top eight. You can't really call many 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people your close family. Yeah, there's only five people, ten people you talk to on a daily basis. Facts. So I just wanted to give you that credit, man, because. Like I watch Control Freaks. Respect. I love the jackets. Yeah, pre- amazing. Appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out Castile who made them for us. Yeah. Yeah. And now, obviously, you've been a popper, and funk styles is the umbrella. Yep. Are there any other dance styles that you feel inspire you nowadays, and that like their techniques just like are interesting to you? Hundred percent. I mean, okay. for me. This is just an opinion. People can disagree with me or not disagree with me. I I don't really care at this point. If you are not learning from Crump, Uh Flexing, Jooking, some of these styles that have come after Popping, because Popping is older, then I think to a degree, Light Feet, I think to a degree that you are not an evolved thinker. You know, and so to me, all the styles I just named, I get inspirations from because I've had a lot of crumpers approach me, eyes, you know, me and eyes, you know, yeah, we, we did work, work together, together or whatever we, you know, and he's like, bro, the way you pop, though, it's like the energy's different, mm-hmm. you know, different. it's different, you know what I mean? And like, 
to me, I always loved Crump energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, I never, um, I don't compare myself to other poppers. I wanted to be, I want to be somebody who, when they think of street dance as a genre, my name is brought up in the conversation. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't it. So I was looking at eyes the crumpers i was looking at storyboard p and slick and nugget and all those flexor dudes and then obviously little buck is one of my closest that's my brother my business partner we're we're building broadway shows together film all that that's that's shout out to little buck that's my motherfucking ace and you know so being around all of that you take it in and like so juking the cadences in the way they approach music you know what i'm saying and the articulation of footwork Popper's footwork tends to be more like they're doing walkouts or they may just do glides. It's like yep. either like kind of boogaloo footwork or just glides. So when I looked at Jookin and the gangster walking and the steps and the, and the uh, you know, all the different articulation they got with the feet, I'm like, I got to get on that drip. When I look at Crumpin, oh, the energy and the electricity and just the full body engagement and like yeah. the full spiritual engagement of the thing. I got to I got to do that. And then flexors, they're ethereal with it. You know, what I mean, everything's like dramatic and it's just that's one thing I've noticed about that style. Yeah, it's really intriguing. Yeah, it's like they could do the simplest move. Yeah, but there's so much energy. Yeah. 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 So to me, I'm inspired by all of it. And popping is my base. It's the bricks of my house. But inside, I'm going to design it however I feel. So I might take. A lot of people don't know. I may not take a jukin move. I may take a jukin cadence. You know what I'm saying? So, so hold on, hold, bro. Do you realize that was such a bar? A not a move, a a rhythm, a cadence. Oh yeah, cadence. God. Exactly. That's okay. what I'm saying. So if Joker, <laughs> if Jukers go right, right, you can go ka 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 ka, bing 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 bang. So in my head. I'm just taking the cadence of it and then I'm going to apply it to my technique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I may take even the jabs. I don't, I don't know the, all the proper terminology, yeah, so I don't want to disrespect. So, but like certain things, like the way y'all use momentum in yeah. Crump yeah. is like, ooh, okay. So to me, mm. all of it, bro. And that's why, to be honest, I feel like a lot of new people are more attracted to those styles. You don't, I don't see a lot of younger generation wanting to pop. They want to crump, they want to juke, they want to flex. Don't get me wrong, all of those styles have some popping things involved in it. So by default, you're going to maybe learn how to hit or you're going to learn how to do some animated stuff. But I feel like popping for me just needs to evolve a little bit as far as like music goes, as far as application of the style and as far as the aesthetic of the style. I try to think like what should popping look like in 2050? Mm. And that and that's how I would think about popping. And I also had a mentor tell me, "Oh, when you pop, you should um, think as if you created it. Dance in a way as if you created it, because that's the level of freedom you should have when you're creating something. No one's telling you how to do it. Do it. So you you know what I'm saying. So like, I I kind of think from that perspective. So that's why I'm able to look at all these different movements." even ballet contemporary too, because I've done a lot of work with New York City Ballet and Hubbard Street and and some of these big, some of the biggest ballet contemporary companies in the world. (coughs) So I take from everything, bro. But I would say crumping, flexing, juking are the other styles outside of popping that I would say inspire me the most. Got you. 
I love how you answer questions, man. <laughs> Just to put it out there, like yeah. you will literally go here and bring it all the way back. Yeah, and that's yeah. so dope. Yeah, yeah, gotta um, bring it back. Okay. Last thing. Yeah. I know you just mentioned it. You probably can't mention much of it, mm -hmm. but what's some upcoming projects we can look forward to seeing John Boogs in? Um, if you can't give one us... One of the ones I can talk about is Lil Buck and I, are, we're creating a um, a show with the Public Theater. The Public Theater started um, Hamilton in the Heights. Um, okay. They're currently doing a, a, a musical with Alicia Keys right now called Hell's Kitchen. That's so cool. basically they're the cream of the crop when it comes to Broadway and, and, and building Broadway shows. Okay. And Buck and I toured a show for years called Love Heals All Wounds. Yeah. We did like 25 cities. And then one of our friends who worked with Hamilton came to see the show and introduced us to the public. So that's a really big endeavor we got going. I just got back from New York. I was in New York for about a month, and mm -hmm. we were creating um, the, the play for that. You know, And to us, you know, Viola Davis, Denzel, James Earl Jones, these are all people who grace Broadway stages. And so to me, to be able to have an, an opportunity to not only put on a dance Broadway show, but to showcase other skill sets like acting and other things that I'm into, it's like I'm really excited about it. It's like a little nerve wracking because it's a huge platform and a mm -hmm. huge, you know, um, <coughs> opportunity in, in the yeah. place, you know. But um, yeah, man, you know, that that's kind of what we're working on. And then there's some other stuff in film and television that I'm working on that I can't say specifically, but I'm grinding and, and figuring it out. Well, hey, this, I I don't want to be biased, but it's probably my favorite interview so far. Respect, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on the platform. I appreciate you even being willing to have the conversation with yeah, the world. Yeah, um, yeah we going to end it, man. I appreciate Respect, you. Respect, my brother. Thank you for having me. Hey, this has been Hive Hustle Podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the good stuff. And we'll see you next time. And it's green juice in the red cup. No alcohol. We Let's healthy get over it. here. Let's get it. Showing change in the grow with me. The